You're listening to You are listening to the Collabcast, the podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian American perspective. Lost in the silence, that's where I will stay. I came in to meet you, but you don't feel the same. I failed you before, I know you won't understand. No, am I wasting your time? Because and I'm hey. Everyone, we're back. We are back. <laughs> You're like, listening oh no, <laughs> to the collab cast episode 162. Um, I guess you can call this the start of season two because we have three that's long a really seasons. long season one. <laughs> Just That's kidding. That's like an insanely but, um, three-year-long season one. We are but back right. from, I guess, our first extended hiatus. Thank you, everyone who have been waiting ever so patiently for us to come back. It is Friday, May the 4th. Be with you. Be with 2018. you. Um, it is the start of... Asian Pacific American Heritage Month 2018. Happy APAM to everyone. Happy APAM, Minji. Apparently it is a um, holiday that we should wish each other a happy happy uh, month. A happy year. month? Well, <laughs> shout out to Richie, to Tractivist. He put up Happy Asian Pacific Heritage Month. Don't burn out. <laughs> no. our version. This is the busiest week for all of us. Um, this is the first cast for our post-collaboration Minji Chang. How does it feel? I don't even know what that means. It feels surreal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't know what that means because I still see you in the office whenever I'm there. So... Well, yeah, it's transition year, but no, it's uh, psychologically (laughs) been very, well, the catch up on Marvin is that he just got back from Asia. So I've been on my own for the last three weeks, Sam's Marvin. And so like having to grapple with this major milestone, this life change by myself, thanks a lot, but uh, it's fine. I'm a grown woman. Well, essentially it was with Christine, (laughs) but it's like different. I'm like, how do I process all these feelings? But it's been, it's been good. I'm excited and it's like super bittersweet, but feels good to be back on the collab cast at least. Yeah. You're also a full-time professional actor now. So hopefully we'll see you on the big screen or the small screen in the near future. Um, you might even hear her voice because Minji is also a voice actor. I've got a lot of microphone training <laughs> <laughs> that I can credit to yeah. collaboration. And if our audience members are missing their weekly Minji, she does have her own podcast too. So plenty of chances to see or hear Minji in the future. Um, And yeah, you've you've been hard at work writing too. You're working on your projects, making things happen. So super proud of you. (laughs) Again, the surreal part. Well, it was like the, the funny notion of like, I'll write a film. I'll do blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of that moment in life where you're like, I can either do it or I can just keep talking out of my butt for the next 10 years. So in which I'll be even more tired, which is hard to believe because I'm pretty tired now. So, yeah, 
Yeah. New life changes, new life goals. Gotta write, gotta make stuff. Yeah. And as things change, the Clapcast, as you know, will be changing as well. Um, this is our first episode of our new format. Um, it might not seem as different because um, this episode will be similar to previous episodes. But, you know, going forward, the first episode every month will be a pop culture review episode where we talk about the the news of the month and recent happenings in Asian American pop culture. Um, but the rest of the month um, will be more focused on, you know, interviews on uh, panel discussions and it'll be a little bit different. So uh, we're going to be, t- uh, we're going to give you a sneak preview of what's to come for the rest of the month, but we hope that this will give you a more, um, focused and holistic listening experience and as always if you have feedback you can always send them to us at podcast at collaboration.org thanks to everyone who filled out the survey um on our last episode uh, we did get some good feedback so um thanks thanks for um those of you who are i want to see listeners. this feedback <laughs> <laughs> No, but we're really thankful because honestly, the the listeners that we've talked to over the years, y'all have been the best. I'm like, I'm so remember Marv, we're like always blown away that people actually listen. <laughs> Besides, you know, the friends and the friends that we have for guests, and so when people tune in, and then when they have these really like insightful opinions, I don't know. I thought I'd be really butthurt. I thought I'd be scared to hear, oh, you should do this and this and that. And then I get really personally like <laughs> sad because I'm not good at taking criticism. But it's been really helpful because everyone's so encouraging about it. And they're like, oh, this would be interesting and this would be fun. And it's been really, honestly, to be completely cheesy, it's been very collaborative. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in and like given their thoughts and, and their support. We love you. And thanks to those of you who have noticed us missing. I had a couple of people ask us, like, what's what's going on? Oh, we're... I had people ask me, too. And I was like, oh, we're missed. <laughs> so, yeah. So, let's get into it. Um, at the top of every episode, we like to ask this question to people on the podcast. Um, what's on your mind? What are you into? Um, so, let's keep that tradition alive. Uh, Minji, what's been on your mind lately? Okay, well, I we both were at the opening night for the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Lapith. Run by our friends, Lapith. Marvin, is he infiltrated my brain and he coined this term that I was... When he started calling it Lapith, I was like, stop it. It's not going to make... It's like a fetch. I was like, stop trying to make Lapith a thing. It's not going to be a thing. And it's totally a thing now. Isn't and everyone this... in our office calls it that. So that's Marvin got a win but whatever it's just so anyway, much easier i mean you look at that acronym and that's how you pronounce it well but other people said like la pacific asian i don't know whatever la that's asian true. i don't know lap of works fine <laughs> but um last night was the opening night it was the film searching which was oh my god i actually okay i actually think that this is a good thing for me to not know what i'm watching sometimes <laughs> You know, like if I had read that it's like a horror film or like it's it's scary or a thriller, yeah. I usually veer away from it. You don't like being stressed out when you watch movies. I don't, and I get stressed <laughs> out fairly easy. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, searching uh, for those of you who don't know is a movie starring John Cho hashtag starring John Cho um, that takes place all on computer screens. Um, on apps that you are familiar with, like FaceTime and uh, Facebook and Google and all this stuff. And it was a 
a um, critical um, darling at this year's Sundance Festival. Um, Minji and I both didn't get to see it at Sundance because it was just the wait list just got filled up right away. But and we we're a little bit busy running around in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> but you can definitely tell why it got so much buzz. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of honestly the way. It's really cool to see that people still can innovate, right? Because we've seen so many films and we've seen so many different types of movies. And honestly, like the way that everyone reacted to, like, say, Get Out, right? Which was a whole new way of approaching thriller films and horror and, like, using those elements to scare the crap out of people, but then tell a really <laughs> interesting story. Yeah. I mean, these guys, it was, it was really well done. And shout out to Anish Chaganti. He's the writer and the. And director. The director behind yeah, the director. Yeah, and he's also hilarious, and I, I loved listening to him in the Q&A. He's super entertaining <laughs> to listen to. So it was just great, and hopefully we'll have him on Collabcast, right? Yeah, That's we'll right. have him on one of our segments in, the, in hopefully either next week or the week after, uh, where we talk to the filmmakers here at Lapith. Um, his background is really interesting, too, because he used to do commercials for Google, and I suspect he had a hand in them. Um, do you remember that commercial, Dear Sophie? Um, yeah, it was okay. Well, we don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I mean, there's he's definitely very crafty and creative with utilizing the screen. Yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was very cool. And just like using, like, we're all familiar with writing emails and like documenting memories online now, and just using those ingrained, I guess, memories and muscle memories against us is basically the name of the film. And it, you know, it's about a John Cho who is a father searching for his missing daughter. And he does so by like breaking into his daughter's social media and like trying to retrace her steps. And it's very like, I was surprised how drawn in I was. I was totally drawn in. I was like, I kept catching myself. This is the funny thing. When I know that I really like a movie is when I'm sucked into it, right? Because like, there's so many ways that you can be out of the movie. I'm looking around at other people. I'm like, you know, playing with my hair. I'm checking my phone. There's so many tells, right, that I'm like, I'm not really into it. But then when I'm into it, I catch myself making funny faces. Like, yeah. my expressions are super dramatic. And I did that several times. Yesterday. I was like, I look like a... I, I wish... I, I thought about it. I was like, I wish I could tape myself watching this movie because i think i could make so many funny stupid memes <laughs> of like that face when but uh no it was really well done and it was still really really heartwarming and i genuinely was like i need to call my dad and, and apologize for <laughs> having ever stressed him out <laughs> we were watching the movie with a um couple new parents and they were like i had no idea this movie would be like this i am not okay <laughs> like yeah yeah the there are a lot of yeah. there are a lot of not okay people <laughs> Um, the movie stars John Cho, and it was really interesting because the actor, uh, the direct, um, it was really interesting because the director specifically wanted John Cho to be the father, and mentioned specifically like because we were able to get John Cho, they were able to cast an Asian family, which was like really really awesome to see. Um, and the story also stars Deborah Messing of um, Will and Grace fame. But in a way that you haven't seen her before, so that's really interesting too. It was really great. I was I was really well, and these guys are like I guess, and the story behind it is awesome too. There's so many really, like for example, the Quiet Place, which I'm going to watch very soon. Are you sure? Waiting. That's another movie that like. Oh, I'm gonna have a freaking okay. panic attack. I am going to have a stroke. Probably, I know it stars but... the cutest couple in the world. 
Uh, maybe never exactly. Wake up, it's because but. I have so much love for Emily and John and John Krasinski. Like The Office is one of my favorite shows on the planet, so like I have to. And also just the story and people are raving about it. It's really great. Again, that to me that's like a sign of really brilliant creativity when you can take a medium like John Krasinski hates horror and he's just like no, but I saw the script and I was like I have to make this. And I thought it was really great. And he talks about how it's about, and it's really about the characters. You get sucked in because it's about a family, right? And they're trying to stay quiet. It's yeah. just simple premise. But and this movie is just about John Cho. He's just looking for his daughter. But the way that it's told is so. It just sucks you in, and it makes you relate and connect with these characters in a different way. That to me is dope because that's like the future of film. <laughs> you almost, know what I mean? Cause yeah, it also kind of makes you stuff. hate the internet. Like it makes you reflect oh, yeah, on how really. you use the internet. <laughs> like, man. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like the things that are available, and it made me hate people too. Because, yeah, I mean, they comment on all sorts, and really funny. It's just commenting on how yeah. awful we all are <laughs> online. Um, the movie is coming out on in theaters on August third, twenty eighteen. So those of you who um, are excited now that we're talking about it can can go watch it. August is going to be a vague, big month. Vague. Um, August yeah. is going to be um, the month that Crazy Rich Asians come out too. Um, so this comes out on August 3rd. Crazy Rich Asians comes out two weeks after on August 17th. Um, the same day as another teen rom-com called um, To All the Boys I Loved Before that's coming out on Netflix. Um, nice. Starring Asian Americans. So it's, uh, I, guess, I guess we own the August. August is our month now. The eighth month. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, what's on my mind is... Um, the Expanse season three has started, and I think I talked about this last year too. But The Expanse is my current favorite sci-fi TV show, and I know this is outside your wheelhouse, too, Minji. But um, if you ever get a chance, you should check it out. The first two seasons are available on Amazon Prime, I believe, and Netflix. Uh, what is the uh, synopsis of the entire series? <laughs> it's basically it's basically it takes place in um, in a world where. Mankind has colonized the solar system, but hasn't okay. discovered how to move beyond it yet. So, okay. um, and it's about politics. So, you know, now instead of um, people being, you know, racist because of what country you're from, now people are race based on what planet you're from. So, there's three main powers. There's um, Earth, which is like the central like place. There's Mars, which is like the the colonies, and then there's uh, what they call the belt, which is the core planets, uh, and they're essentially looked down upon. They're like you know, they're like the the, the underling workers. Yeah, and so um, basically, all these shows and movies are just always about how shitty people. Are yeah, it's a metaphor other, about how people will never stop being racist. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we'll literally never stop. We'll find some way to be like, well, you're from there, so you suck. I'm not from the valley. And it's about like the conflicts between them, like uh, because like every, like just like the current life, like every country, every sovereign power is really trying to look after itself and its interests and the political conflicts that come in between. Um, and you know, there's you have your warmongers, you have your people trying to maintain peace, you have their people trying just trying to survive. Uh, but the awesome thing about the story is because it takes place in this like post space world, it's one of the most diverse shows on television. Um, because you have um, one of the main characters is an Iranian woman uh, who plays like the Undersecretary of the UN, which is the Earth government. You have uh, multiple 
Asian characters um, playing like main roles. And yeah, I'm, I'm just super into it. It's it, the story has like totally sucked me in, and I'm glad that it's back for its third season. Although now that I'm I'm caught up, I have to wait a week between episodes, and that's that. That I, sucks for that you sucks for, for anybody who likes to binge. <laughs> and the showrunner is also a South Asian guy, uh, so that's Very that's cool. awesome. <laughs> and that's what's on my mind. Um, let's take a quick break and come back and talk about some news. Let's. Hey, welcome back to the Collabcast. We're so glad you're listening to us in our new uh, new phase, I guess. Uh, the Collabcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. You can learn more about Collaboration, our programs, um, and our events by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. Like we mentioned, we're currently in the middle of the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, uh, which is put on by our friends at Visual Communications. If you're excited about Crazy Rich Asians and Asian American representation on screen, and you're in the LA area, come out and check out the festival. You can you can watch us right now on screen. Um, Collaboration is presenting the centerpiece film, uh, Fiction and Other Realities, taking place on Saturday at 8 p.m. at the Aratani Theater in Little Tokyo. So if you have time, um, at least stop by there and, and check out this um amazing movie by our friend Bobby Choi um, Big Phony who's also been a guest on the podcast you can find out more about the festival uh, check out the schedule and get tickets by going to the website festival.vconline.org um, I'll be attending screenings all week so uh, hope to see you there and finally the Cloudcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices from our Asian American communities if you like the Collabcast, definitely check out one of our other great shows, such as They Call Us Bruce. They Call Us Bruce is a um, podcast hosted by our friend Phil Yu of Angry Asian Man fame and veteran journalist Jeff Yang um, as they discuss hot topics from the Asian American community. Their latest episode is all about Korea and the latest developments and what it means to be a Korean American um, during this um, crucial time in world politics. You can find They Call Us Bruce and the other amazing shows of the Potluck Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Uh, and on that note, uh, again, I'm so glad to be back in the hosting chair for the Collabcast. And I can't wait to bring you some more awesome content uh, from the Asian American entertainment community. As always, you can reach us with your feedback at podcast at collaboration.org. Um, thanks again for listening. And uh, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. You're listening to episode 162 um, of our, let's say our, our return. I don't know if it, it's not technically season two because... We'll find the right terminology. <laughs> it's like the comeback show. It's But like, what I don't know. Phase two. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so like we mentioned, the top episode every month, we want to make it into a pop culture news roundup. Um, in the future, we'll have more guests um, with us to talk about the latest goings on. Um, but because this is the comeback episode, um, there's a lot to cover. So we're just going to cover kind of the um, top stories um, in terms of Asian American pop culture, casting, and entertainment news. So... Um, Minji, ready to talk some talk some news? 
always many opinions <laughs> and thoughts about things. Hit me with it. Yeah. So the biggest story that came out during our little hiatus is the trailer of Crazy Rich Asians came out. Yeah. To great fanfare. And well, it was just so highly anticipated. We've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> and there's also a advanced screening, an influencer screening um, that took place in LA that Minji got to go to. Um, so you got to watch a um, the movie amongst our people. It was really fun. I mean, yeah. So that that premiere, it was like a advanced screening with a, most of the cast, um, and then John Chu was there and everything. That that night was really really special. I was really bummed, Marv, that you missed it because Marv and I actually got to watch a, a pre screening. What, what what do you call that? Like. Um, test screening. Test screening. Yes, there you yeah. go. In November. <laughs> and then I actually got to watch it again on the WB lot. So that time was actually the third. But still, it was like so different because it was with this massive crowd and mostly with obviously with people who had never seen it before. So it was it was really different energy. And then like they had kind of moved forward in the film and like had different cuts and different music and things like that. That obviously when Marvin and I watched it in November, it was not <laughs> at that level yet. So it was really cool. Yeah, I saw it twice too. Um, once also on the Warner Bros. lot. Um, the second time I watched it was supposed to be with you, but and I didn't we weren't able to get it. into the lot. <laughs> um, I kind of forced my way in thanks to thanks to uh, our friend Dave Magdal for um, backing me up yep. um, with the guards. Um, but yeah, it's it was really I wasn't there because I was you know I was on my on my vacation, but. I was able to follow along on Twitter and just to see the discourse and to see just um, the overall positive reaction from people who were at the screening was really great because for us, like we've, we've seen the, we've seen the movie and we know that it's, you know, it's good. Like uh, the the most I can say is it's a solid rom-com. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, The characters are great. Um, but to see that confirmed by people who went um, was really not only great, but like reassuring. People were so <laughs> emotional. I mean, I've had a feeling and, you know, you, you wonder your experience with any film or anything that you watch or any music. It's very individual because it's very subjective to like your taste. Right. Or like your connection to the story. So when when it's something yeah. that it's this meaningful, right, like it, it's. It's such kind of like a milestone within the Asian community. It makes, you know, it means a lot to so many people. You do get worried in a different way. Like, oh, what if I was like that freakazoid who liked it and everyone else hates it? Or like worried that it's not going to do well in box office. There's so much kind of writing on this, which which sucks. And it's not trying to overwhelm it with like the pressure and the rep sweats or anything like that. But, you know, you can't deny that significance, right? So. Yeah, but also coming from like... I understand that my perspective is very much what the film like the film is representing me more than some other members of the Asian American community because I am East Asian I am a Chinese American specifically and the music specifically is like directed like specifically at my brain I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it was really it was really great to see like people of all backgrounds um enjoying it because there is something to say about seeing a movie that's in English featuring Asian faces. Right. And I mean, 
um there's this there's been this false dichotomy of like trying to compare this to our black panther which is like it's not the same no not at all like it's not at all um the closest thing to it is just this is a story centered on asian faces asian stories um the story itself is specifically asian american um although it is universal it's Asian American, Asian global, but modern. And I actually, because I was commenting on that, and there are people, and there there are people who are definitely not on board. And I kind of want to address that, um, because because I've watched it three times at this point, and um, <laughs> yeah, but like people were saying, like, oh, it's there have been other Asian American films. They're like noting memoirs of a geisha. They were noting letters from Iwo Jima, and I was like, those are literally set in how many generations ago and set in Japan or like, or like there's Iwo Jima is all in Japanese. So it's, I'm not discounting from like an Asian cast. Yeah. They completely got me there and corrected me. Cause I was saying like, Oh, the last time we had an Asian American story was Jola club, which was 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I was like, um, like present day, modern Asian American ensemble cast. I cannot for the life of me. Remember the last time we had that. Like I, especially in a in a studio film, right? In a in a studio film, right? Yeah. So anyway, people like yeah, it's really I I like so Marv. Can you have you had any conversations with people where they're talking about not not necessarily the haters, but like the people who are not so enthusiastic about it? People who have been kind of like oh whatever, or like had a not so excited and enthusiastic (laughs) response to the trailer. Like, have you had those conversations? Not specifically. I've been reading a couple like takes online and just people, it just feels like a lot of people are hedging. A lot of people are. And, you know, it is a story about the super rich in Singapore, which historically is also a problem area that, you know, the, the film doesn't address. But, you know, if you know about Singapore, you know about, you know, um, the the politics there. Um, you, you know that there's there's stuff that... There's a reason why these people are super rich, right? Um, See, I don't know that. But it, <laughs> this is a gateway. This is um, a good thing. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a ton of stink pieces once this movie comes out about all that stuff. So um, if you don't know now, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say, like, to me, like, when someone criticizes something, it's, it's like, say, um, you know, we've had our, our differences in the movie uh, The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. right? Because you love it because of the inspirational message and i'm like but the guy sucked yeah i was, make, um, but... I was personalizing it because i was like oh this reminds me of collaboration i wasn't really thinking about <laughs> the actual guy and i really liked yeah. the music i think the music was well done the songs are super good so yeah it kind of made me gloss over other things for sure um but at the same time like criticism of the movie shouldn't like i like being forced to think about things after i watch something you know sometimes it changes my opinion on things sometimes it doesn't but it in the end it gives me a more nuanced um understanding of of a lot of things you know and you know me i like to read a lot and i like to um you know i i, I like to know things <laughs> so right. um to me it's it's all uh, the criticism analysis it's all part of part of it and because crazy rich agents is such a um unfortunately such a unique event for us right to have a, a major studio film have to be this it's going to elicit a lot of different reactions and you know we, we've seen people even people in, who are prominent industry professionals be skeptical of the movie until they watch it and they'd say okay i get it yeah and then they're I completely get why this on board. is important 
I mean, trust me, like, <laughs> so. it, like, suffice it to say, there's been a lot of different conversations within, I guess, you know, in, in our, in our circles of Asian American, uh, you know, community leaders and, uh, you know, there's people who, for their own reasons, will not, not be as enthused. And, you know, it's everybody is had at the, but they also haven't even watched it. And so it's kind of tough when you have something that, when you're in it, you understand the momentousness, right? You get that this is a really significant thing. <laughs> Having been in par- in collaboration these last nine years and understanding just how the inner workings of the industry work, you know, goes, you can't, it's like, it would be silly to be like, oh, well, this is like, I don't need to watch this. There's something really important about supporting this that allows other projects to exist as well. Um, nothing yeah. happens in a vacuum. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this will impact a lot. And even outside of that, like, I wouldn't just rave about this movie just because I'm trying to achieve that agenda of like, oh, we need to greenlight other things. I genuinely enjoyed it. And... I'm not, I'm Korean American, you know, I, I don't know anything about Singapore, about the politics, about the history, about the economy. Like, that just shows how ignorant I am to the rest of Asia. Like, that, it's not my story, but even like, there's so much to relate to in terms of Rachel and Constance Wu's character. It's a very universal story of just being in an environment where you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on or how to handle this. Yeah. And that, and it's funny too, you know, like, there's, I don't know, there's, I, I can, I hear the criticisms and like, if they're valid. I'm not trying to swing anybody's opinion on like the way that the story is told or whatever. But like, I still think it's like at the end of the day, it's still really entertaining. The performances were well done. John Chu did a great job, um, and it's a fun romantic it's been comedy. Been so long since we've yeah, it's been so long since we've had a good romantic comedy. No, because it stars all Asians is just a bonus. It's a very awesome cherry um, on top for us for, for personal <laughs> reasons. I um I saw Chris uh, Pang at, at the the what do you call it the screening last night, and I accidentally ca- yeah. I almost called him Colin. <laughs> <laughs> it is such um, a character in the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh oh no, oops. I mean, I've seen it three times and I can't wait to see it again. And that's no, that's that's something I reserve for like movies like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm, I definitely um, hope people give it a chance, and like you know, it does mean a lot. And I'm also being I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm being selfish because I'm an Asian American actress, and I'm like I would really love to have opportunities to be in some project of significance. And we got to show people that we are into these stories. You know, it all it all matters. So please, for the love of God, go support. <laughs> The movie, like we mentioned, opens on August 17th, and I cannot wait. Um, it's awesome that they had such an early um, screening for the public because it shows that the, the studio has confidence in it, which is a good sign. Yep. Usually studios don't have much confidence in people <laughs> from our community. Well, I do give Warner Bros. Um, props. They're, like, they're putting an effort to like to speak to the community. And it's really nice in general, not even just the fact that it's Asian and they're asking the Asian community. I'm saying it's great that it matters at all, right? Like it matters that people are, are taking the time and energy and effort, which honestly, in my opinion, it's like they should have been doing that the whole time, but who am I to say that? But I'm going to appreciate. (laughs) It's great that people are putting in time, money, energy to say, Hey, this is for this community. Let's talk to them. Let's figure out like what, kind of things are gonna how can we make sure that we're not being offensive how can we make sure that we are really celebrating it in a great way so that you know 
Like, people don't ask yeah. these questions. It's, like, baffling. You think that that's, like, a baseline, like, well, duh. But there's a lot of people who don't ask that. <laughs> and I think it's really great that it's become a priority for for studios and for individuals, for the artists themselves alike. It's it's becoming more normalized. And, and then soon it will be this duh thing, right? Right now we're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Speaking of... Um studios making more priority there there have been a lot of news about asians being um there's been a lot of news about asian americans being attached to um comic book properties um lots of um so james wan the director of the upcoming aquaman starring um james momoa um for more topless dude is that jason momoa Um, is it james jason momoa jason momoa you're right i'm an idiot um (laughs) It's all good. You're, you know, um, we're all distracted apologies, by his beauty. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, it just came out that he's also attached to the Swamp Thing TV show, um, which is another classic DC property. Marv, anyway, can, can yeah. you see me in a in a, in a comic book movie? <laughs> uh, I could, but I'm afraid no. of your because I, I know how I know how you like good writing and comic book properties tend to be a little cheesy that's why i'm intrigued by it to be honest just, <laughs> yeah I, and i haven't watched infinity wars yet so anyway yeah mm-hmm. apparently everyone's brain melted after that so i have a lot to catch up on i'll have commentary on the writing and everything after <laughs> how much do you remember of all the other marvel properties or, or all the other marvel movies which see i, I can't even distinguish which one's which but are, is the, the avengers <laughs> are marvel, marvel. yeah yes. i really like the avengers it maybe like okay. I really enjoyed it, and I was surprised because I was like, I don't care about superhero stuff, but um, it's more because it was like the popular thing, and because the boyfriend at the time <laughs> wanted to watch it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a really good. It's it's um, to me, it it was amazing how they were able to mash basically every single movie from the Marvel universe together in one movie, yeah. and have it still make some sort of sense. That's good. That's important. Because so. there are many movies that make no sense at all. And they're like, watch this. Pay yeah. us money. And we're like, why? <laughs> I'd be interested to see what you think about it as a non-comic person. You can always count on me for that. that. That will always be my outside. Yeah. I'll be the outsider opinion. But yes, I will yeah, report that. Um, uh, but going back to the story, there's also been um, a bunch of Asian American women being attached to comic book properties too. Yeah, Kathy um, Ann. Kathy Ann um, got attached to direct the Birds of Prey film. Um, Christina Hodson, who's also um, a writer on the film, is also writing the Batgirl film, which is awesome. Amazing. Um, Ross Butler um, of uh, Riverdale and 13 Reasons Why um, has been attached to Shazam, which is a, another DC story um, that Ian Chen is also a part of. Oh, um, I just love Ian. Well, Ross is great, too. Ross and, um, really is the nicest guy. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. And speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, um, Gemma Chan from that movie who played Asteroid um, is going to be part of the Captain Marvel movie, which is the next big um which is the big marvel movie of next year uh which was actually teased at the end of um of the avengers infinity war and that movie is pretty much going to be uh, at least from um, my early analysis basically marvel's attempt at like getting in on that wonder woman action very nice it's a female-led superhero story taking place in the 90s very nice 
Also, Gemma Chan is a freaking <laughs> angel goddess. I just think she's so lovely. <laughs> I got to meet her at the thing, at the Crazy Rich Asian screening. She's just... I saw. I was so jealous. She's just like a swan personified. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe her. <laughs> Everyone just like wa- like backs away from her like, you're just so lovely. Um, YouTube Red bought a comedy pilot called High and Tight starring Sung Kang and Danny Pudi. Uh, did you hear about this? No, I did not. Um, so basically, Danny Pudi plays an interpreter for a Korean baseball um, player played by Sung Kang. So that's Shut cute. up. Danny <laughs> Pudi is one of the funniest, like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, have you watched Killing Eve yet, Minji? I haven't. Again, I haven't been in the States y- to, to watch it. Your assumption is always going to be, no, she has not watched it. <laughs> Um, but apparently it's doing really well. It's um, it's picked up a three-week ratings growth since its pilot. Um, so congrats to Sandra O oh for it's it's it looks awesome. I I really want to watch it, but um, it sounds like everyone else is is watching it. So also while you were gone, I got to meet Sandra O, oh, and she's just marvelous. Jeez, what? Ha <laughs> So you get for going to Asia? Leave me all alone. <laughs> And um, last but not least, special mention to our friend Naomi Ko, friend of Collaboration and the Collabcast, um, for the premiere of her pilot. She's talked about um, on the show a couple times. Um, nice. Um, her pilot TV show, uh, the pilot for her TV show, um, directed by our friend Andrew Ahn, um, premiered at Tribeca. And it's getting some great buzz. A lot of people... Um, a lot of people have it as their pick for the the episodic they would most like to be picked up. That's awesome. I'm so proud of her. Also, like Marvin and I have been kind of we've we got to meet Naomi really early on when she was this whole thing was percolating in her brain. So it's been this process of hearing and watching her become the showrunner. I'm so freaking mm-hmm. proud of her. I'm just like, yeah. it's really cool, honestly. And like, that's the part that collab is just always giving me so much inspiration because it's people that are our friends and homies, just ideas. And then you just watch them like grow. And you're like, oh, okay, you're premiering a Tribeca <laughs> Film Festival now. Well done. <laughs> but it's also. We like, should get her back on the pod to talk about um, her experiences. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Naomi, you're coming back, girl. Get ready. Yeah. Um, and those are the top stories. Um, if I missed anything, um, sorry, I'll do better next time. <laughs> but um, um, good, lots good. of action going on. It's been a, It's gonna be. It feels like it's going to be a great year for us. For I'm us, gonna for the Asian American community. <laughs> yes. Um, in terms of just representation about getting our our stories on uh, on the screen, and I can't wait to watch more movies here at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival at LAPF. Um, you like how I spoke it out, worded it out. Good this job. Last time. Well done. Um, and that'll actually be um, part of our coverage this month. So um, what to expect for the rest of the month. Um, I have, we're going to bring you um, a feature interview with the finalists, the winners of this year's HBO APA Visionaries short film competition. Um, we're going to have an interview with all three of the directors, as well as some red carpet coverage from their premiere um, tonight on Friday. Uh, we'll also bring you uh, interviews with a bunch of filmmakers from the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, directors, actors, producers. They're all going to be on the podcast um, in the next few weeks. 
And we're currently on a secret mission to find a interview for week four. So um, stay tuned for we're that. We're going to find well. one. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for joining Minji and myself this um, Friday. Hopefully you're having a good time. If you're in LA, don't forget to check out the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. There's going to be uh, movies all weekend long and all week long in Los Angeles. And you can see, you can you don't have to wait till August to see Asian faces on the big screen. You can just head to, um, just head to the film festival. Uh, for more information, the website is festival.vconline.org, um, where you can check out the schedule and get your tickets. Um, special thanks to Travis the Trail for use of his song, his new song, whose music video features are very on Minky Chang. What? It was fun. <laughs> it's Calling for You. It's a great song. I fell in love with this. He wrote this in like a day or something or less yeah. than Travis. Ugh. So talented. <laughs> <laughs> as always, I'm so glad to be back. But um, as always, um, you can subscribe to us if you're a new listener uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play Music, and wherever you find your podcast. Uh, please give us a rating review if you feel like we deserve one. Um, be a pal. And yeah, Minji, we're back. We are back. We did our we we, we did a we did a podcast again. It happened. Are you super happy? I can hear the joy <laughs> so, in your voice. I'm so happy. But you, you have um, to go. You have to head to like handle stuff right now, right? So yeah, I have to go produce the rest of our content for the month. So um, thanks again for listening. Um, if you have any feedback on this new format, or if you have any um, suggestions on who we should talk to and who you'd like to hear, or or any topics and people you'd like to hear about, uh, please send it to us at podcast at collaboration.org. But on that note. Um, We'll see you all next time. See, bye. I'm calling for you, baby. Calling for you. Cause you know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling for you. Calling for you. I don't understand why you can never be.